Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Balance Black Girl Podcast. I am your host, Les, and I am so honored to have you joining me today. If you are a regular listener, this episode might be a little bit of a little surprise, a little nugget for you because I am dropping this as a bonus episode in between our bi-weekly interviews. But that is because I have just been having so many messages, downloads, and lessons learned around this topic that I really, really wanted to share with you. And that is around worthiness. I know for a lot of us, worthiness is one of those things that can feel very touchy. There are countless things that can happen that can lead us to question our worth in various situations, whether it is in the workplace or our personal relationships. The online space is real, real good for making us feel unworthy and making us want to compare ourselves to others. So the idea of worthiness we're constantly surrounded by it. We're constantly confronted by it. And it can change from day to day, moment to moment. I recently had a bit of a breakthrough that I shared with my therapist recently around my own experiences with worthiness. Like you, like everyone, I have absolutely struggled with this and struggled a lot with this also as an adult, a young woman. And it is something that I thought I constantly needed to fix and nitpick and worry about or beat myself up about if I ever had a moment where I was feeling less than worthy or not fully stepping into my power. And over the past few months, especially having a lot more downtime, spending so much more time at home, it's really helped me be a lot more reflective. And it's really helped me access and unpack a lot of situations in my life and a lot of memories that I stuffed down and forced away for a very, very long time. And for a lot of us, when it comes to worthiness, 
A lot of the idea around worth can be very closely tied to our intimate relationships, can be very closely tied to our romantic relationships, if that's something that we are either participating in or seeking or want but but don't have in this moment or have but want to be different or want a, a deeper level of commitment, whatever it is, however you are, whatever stage you're in, it can come up. And I don't publicly talk about... <laughs> my romantic partnerships or experiences. So I won't really go into a ton of detail there because frankly, it's just not that interesting. (laughs) Also, just don't have a whole lot to report at the moment. However, my previous experiences have absolutely played a role in my own feelings of worthiness. And I was recently confronted by some of those memories and it created such a big aha moment. My first dating experience was really, really traumatizing. So I didn't start dating until college. First experience that I had dating someone, it was like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. There was dishonesty. There was, you know, infidelity. There was public humiliation. There were levels and every level of all bad, it was there. It was absolutely there. And it was a really, really tough experience. And it was something that I had a really, really hard time navigating as a 19, 20 year old. I frankly just did not have the tools to navigate that situation in a healthy way whatsoever. I did not have tools. I did not have coping mechanisms. I did not have people around me who could support in a way that was truly what I needed. I think I had a lot of people who had my back and wanted to support me, but didn't know how to, and frankly, probably made things worse, even though that wasn't their intention. And it was a really, really hard time. And it took me a really, really long time to feel myself again and to feel worthy of honestly anything in that moment a really really long time and I really blacked out I completely blacked out that that part of my life for a long time it was over a decade ago and I really don't access those memories. I think once I got to a point where I was no longer in that feeling, I wanted to stuff it down, close the door, lock the door, and never access it again. And lately, I have been unlocking some of those doors and going back into some of those memories because if I want to be a woman who fully steps in my power, I realize I could not run from those things in my past that were still, even though I'm not in that, even though I don't have those feelings anymore, I don't, the people involved, all of that, I don't care about that anymore. The scars are still there. And if I don't do anything to heal what was done there, I'm not going to be the woman that I want to be. So I was reflecting on that time and I have been more and more during this period of social distancing, quarantine, spending more time at home. And I thought back to that time and I thought, okay, I was so low during that period. How did I snap out of it? How did I ultimately get over that? What was it? And I remembered that what ultimately helped me snap out of that place of feeling so just low and worthless at that time was I had gotten an internship for that summer when I was in college that was really competitive. It was well-paying and 
a lot of folks went for it because you were pretty much guaranteed a job after graduation. And this was during a time where, you know, the economy was really bad. Jobs were not a plenty. You know, it was it was a really competitive thing. And I ended up getting that internship. And I remember being notified that I got it. And all of a sudden, my whole attitude changed. Right. I went from being devastated to feeling confident again. I felt good about myself. I just had this renewed energy of like, yes, I'm out here. I'm back. You know, your girl is back. I thought at the time that that was a really positive thing. And I think a lot of people around me at the time also thought that that was a really positive thing, right? As young women, how often are we told, don't worry about people, don't worry about relationships, don't worry about whatever, focus on school, focus on work, focus on your career, whatever. We're told those things. That's all well and good, but the issue was, I went from feeling my lowest and most unworthy And I ended up finding worthiness through work. Literally the day I got accepted for that internship, a switch went off where I told myself and I repeated this story over and over. Well, in relationships and partnerships and with men and all of these things, like I don't feel good about myself. I don't feel worthy. I still didn't even in relationships after that, but I have my job. I find worth in work. My worth is in my work. My work is my worth. And that, my friends, is a very slippery, slippery slope. And it took a long time to get from that place. And it wasn't until recently that I truly was able to correlate that feeling with that event. Later on in my 20s, I had a lot of (laughs) challenges in my career and feeling so defined by my work and feeling so frustrated when I experienced career setbacks because I identified so deeply with it, but I I couldn't fully remember where that identification came from. And now that I know that it was during that time, that moment, (laughs) that job that I got in college, now I feel so much more equipped to address those feelings and to grow from those feelings. And I share that with you because if this is a type of growth or activity that you are interested in, if you are interested in really examining your feelings around worth and feeling worthy and what makes you feel worthy and your beliefs around feeling worthy and where that comes from, I absolutely invite you if you feel called to and if you feel safe to perhaps examining some of those memories that you may not access all the time. And I really want to emphasize if you feel called to and if you feel safe to, because also in a lot of situations, we repress memories for protection. And if you are not in a space to access those things, by all means, don't. However, I do think it can be really, really helpful if we are struggling with feelings of worthiness to really reflect on where those ideals and those stories that we tell ourselves, where did those originate, right? It's really hard to rewrite a story if you don't know how it started. So I really, really invite you to examine 
what your definition of worthy is. Think of those moments where you felt really confident and worthy in who you are and think about the factors that led to those feelings. And if it were positive factors, that is great. Write it down or reference it on a rainy day when you need that feeling again. And if you, like me, have a realization where it is not a positive thing that you get your feelings of worthiness from, that's also really, really important to assess. Now, related to this topic, I have been doing a lot of reflecting and shared a lot of content around being, being over doing, because that for me has been a recurring theme Time and time again, when I sit down to meditate, when I open my journal and I just start freely writing, I have continuously just gotten messages about being, focus on being. And I think particularly for those of us who are Black people, I think it is especially important for us to really focus on our being, right? If you are Black American, you you have African American lineage, if you are a descendant of enslaved people, it is in our DNA to do, 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 right? We may not be legally enslaved the way our ancestors were, However, the feeling that we need to constantly do to be worthy or to be enough, it is a form of enslavement. And it is something that I believe we do truly need to be liberated from. And I have meditated, as I said, time and time again around being. And I have so many affirmations that have come around being where I will say being is healing, being is freeing, being is liberating. So if you feel called to and if the message of being resonates with you, I invite you to take a moment and think about everything that comes to you just from being who you are, where you are, and how you are in this moment. A few weeks ago on my Instagram, I had also shared a post, and I I will read the caption to you because it was along these same lines. It was when I was really reflecting on these messages that said, my happiness does not come by doing, it comes by being. The love I want does not come by doing, it comes by being. And my freedom does not come by doing, it comes by being. So those are things that are all very important to me right now, happiness, love, freedom, liberation, but you could honestly replace those words with anything that is meaningful to you in this moment, anything that you are seeking or that you need more of in this moment, because when we get so busy doing, it can be very easy to distract ourselves from being unable to see that thing that we are trying to call in in that moment. And when we focus more on being, I think that's when we are able to slow down and to really experience those things, right? I've told that story before around how I 
launched Balance Black Girl, I had been working on my old fitness blog for years and I hated it and I didn't want to do it anymore. And I thought, when I get a better idea, I'll stop doing this blog and I'll do something else. Till finally it dawned on me that I was doing so much work on things that I didn't enjoy, this blog that I didn't want to maintain, that a new idea wasn't going to come to me if I didn't give it space to, right? Happiness is not going to come to you. Love is not going to come to you. Liberation is not going to come to you if you do not have space to receive it and enjoy it and be in it, right? Being outdoes doing. Being out does doing. Now, if you will join me, I would like to take you through a guided hybrid of journaling meditative exercise, a journaling meditation, if you will. If you feel called to write things down and express yourself that way, I think it can be a really helpful tool. Or if you would prefer to just sit and allow these thoughts to come and flow through you, you can do that too. But I want to just invite you to take this space to reflect a bit more on being, and I would love to guide you through it. So let's go through a guided journaling meditation, if you feel called to, about being. All I want is to simply be. I don't need to perform. I don't need to be excellent. I don't need to manage time. I do not need to prove my worthiness through doing. I release the shackles of feeling like I need to be better, like I need to have more, like I need to do more, or like I need to create more. There is no first place. There is no number one. There is simply being, and being is enough. I find my greatest strength when I allow myself to be still. The more silence I allow, the better off I am. The more stillness I allow, the better off I am. And now let's extend support to others in being. Let's create safe spaces to be. Let's inspire others to be. Let's see our greatness in simply being who we are. Remember, being is healing, being is freeing, and being is liberating. If you feel called to journal, I would love to hear what comes up for you as you hear these words, as you take them in, as you let them wash over you, as you contemplate being, and as you share the gift of being with others. 
And my friend, that is all I have for you today. A little short, sweet little session here with what I have learned, my lessons, my growth around worthiness and around slowing down and around being and being still. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know this was a little bit different than what we usually do. It's not an interview. It was just me. We had a little guided meditation. We had a little journaling in there. It's a little different. If you liked this format, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Balanced Black Girl Podcast and let me know what your thoughts. Let me know what came up for you and if this was helpful for you. And uh, maybe we can do this again sometime. Maybe we can add this format into the rotation that we've got here at Balanced Black Girl. I can't wait to hear what came up for you. And as always, I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Balanced Black Girl Podcast. I hope this conversation helped inspire you on your own personal self-care and well-being journey. To continue the conversation, make sure you check out our website at balanceblackgirl.com where you can find show notes and more information about each of our episodes. And you can stay in touch with us at Balanced Black Girl Podcast on Instagram, at Balanced Black Girl on Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps the show. Thanks again for tuning in and keep taking care.